It's another edition of the Reviewing the Brew podcast. We're back once again. Dave Gasper alongside Matthew DeWoskin and our contributor Keaton Anderson. Join me once again. We are two days away, everyone. Two days from opening day and the season's finally here. The offseason, which has seemed to drag on forever, is finally over and done with. The season's about to begin. Games are going to be played. We'll have new stuff to analyze and... I'm ready to go. You guys ready to go? David? Yeah. Oh, Matthew's ready to go. go. You're always ready to go. It's officially Miller time at my house right now. It's officially Miller time. When is it ever not Miller time? That's a better question. Remember at work? (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That is fair. I really can't give a better answer than that. Yeah. I mean, if it is Miller time at work, you have one heck of a job over there. We do do have a pool table, but we don't have any beer. Oh. Well, where's the fun in the pool table? Honestly, if if I was drinking beers and playing pool at work, I, I wouldn't get any work done. So. Yeah. I mean. But you'd be getting paid to drink beer and play pool, though. For only yeah. so long until he got fired because he was drinking yeah. beer and playing pool at work. I don't know. I don't know. Some of the guys you know, they play a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we've got this. We've got this one guy. We we like track like how much time he spends at the pool table and like no joke. There was there was one week there where it was. I think we had him at like six hours of pool table time. Wow, that's a that's like a that's lot, a, right? He's got to have quite the job table. security. I guess so. I mean, it's, I mean, and the, the, th- the thing of it is he's not very good either. <laughs> he's got to get his practice in. <laughs> no, he's like legit. Like I, I honestly, I don't play like that. Like I, I'll play at, at work. I'll, I'll probably like, if I have time, I'll, I'll do like maybe one, a month, one game a month. Maybe that's a big, maybe. Um, but no, he'll he, for, for, and, and I'm pretty confident I could beat him like based on what I've seen. So, yeah. I mean, you, you'd think for somebody who plays as much pool as he does, you, you'd think he'd be better at it, but he, does, he, he, he kind of sucks. No. Yeah, well. <laughs> so it may not be Miller time for you at, at work, but for the rest of us, it's going to be Miller time on Thursday. Yeah, it <laughs> God, is. Trying... That's right. Yeah. Um, are, you, are either of you guys going to opening day? I am not. I will be at work. Yeah, um, I... You guys are going to have a job? No, I'm not going to be doing a baseball game. Well, that sucks for you guys because guess who is going to opening day? That's right. This guy Uh, right here. uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be there opening day. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. I can't wait. I'm still looking forward to going to my first opening day. I thought it was going to be this year, but in between jobs, I can't get any days off until I've been there for a while. So, yeah. Not this year. Maybe next year. Mm-hmm. There's always next year. Yep. That's the motto of the Cleveland Browns. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland. Hey, did you hear the Indians might uh, just be willing to let Francisco Lindor walk away because they can't afford him? I don't think they have much of a choice in the matter. Yeah. That was fun. Hmm. 
our friends over <laughs> at uh, Believe Land Ball, they were really taking it pretty – they were taking the news pretty much as well as you'd expect in any Indian fans. So, so, not well yeah, so not well at all. Uh, so not well. I wouldn't expect it any other way. Yeah. Like, I kind of feel bad for Indians fans, but at the same time, they've had a really good team for the past several years, and they cannot get out of the cellar in terms of attendance. Like, they're, like, near last in the league in attendance, and they've still been really good over the past several years. But, oh, well. Back to the Brewers here. Um, Yeah. Oh, boys. So, the season's about to begin, and... The final roster is beginning to take shape. We know who's going to be in the starting rotation now. That news was released last week, I believe. So the starting rotation is as follows. Yolis Chassin, Freddie Peralta, number two starter, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and Zach Davies, meaning Chase Anderson is getting yeeted to the bullpen. I can't believe I just said that, but he is. Chase Anderson to the bullpen, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta into the rotation. Keaton, thoughts? Um, not surprised. I said Keaton, uh, not Matthew, but okay. Oh, sorry, I, I didn't hear the Keaton part. I, I, I sincerely, <laughs> Keaton, I sincerely. That, that's your selective more. listening that that's coming into play there. I think it's. I think it has to do with the the, the, the earphones more than the the, the ears. A likely story. <laughs> um, I think last pod we went over who we think would not be in the starting rotation. I think I called Chase Anderson not making it. Um, so score one for me. But I'm not really <laughs> surprised. Uh, I don't think they really want to risk. Uh giving Chase Anderson another chance, maybe see what they have to play with. Like, as David said, they do have the 2019 Cy Young Award winner. Yeah, Corbin Burns, he, he's in that rotation. <laughs> he's going to dominate, dominate his way to Cy Young. Okay. And so I guess we'll just see what they have in mind. I think it's a great idea, but we shall see. Matthew, now what are your thoughts? On, on Chase Anderson, the bullpen? On on the rotation decisions they made, yeah, kind of Chase Anderson, the bullpen, oh, um, the, the three young guys that made the rotation. I, I think for the most part they made the right choice. Yeah. Um, you know, now now to me the biggest decision is who, who are they going to drop when it's time to bring up Jimmy Nelson? That's that is a good question, and that's one that the Brewers are going to have to answer. Um, I think, I think Davies, but I also think it could go to the worst performing starter of the bunch, like say if Peralta gets off to a rough start, they mm-hmm. might move him down to make room yep. for Nelson. I can see that. So I don't, I don't know. It, it kind of, it depends on really kind of who's pitching. Well, I think, I mean, do you think there's any chance they'd move Burns back to the bullpen? No, okay. none at all. Uh, I, I think like they committed 100, like they, Craig Council, David Stern said 100% Corbin Burns is going to be a starter in 2019. So they're not moving him back there. He's got five pitches in his arsenal now. I, I don't think they're, he's going to be the one that they move back and forth. I could see them doing that with Peralta. Hmm. I could possibly see that with Rodriff, but I, I doubt it. I mean, Peralta's 22, so 
he's got still kind of plenty of time to, to still develop. Woodruff is 26, so it, it's a little bit different, I, I think, between those two. And Woodruff, the, I saw, I read an article today by Baseball America um, from the scout that, you know, went around spring training and kind of some prospects, some, some players that really impressed him. And he said for Brandon Woodruff, like his stuff is electric. I mean, he's getting up into the high 90s with his velocity, great breaking stuff. And he sees him as possibly a 70-grade starter on the 20 to 80 scouting scale and that like that's a that's a well above average starting like that's a number two starting pitcher possibly even a number one for for Brandon Woodruff so I I really don't see Woodruff ending up being the guy that that goes to the bullpen just because he's got so much I mean he's I feel like he's improved a lot over the offseason and we just haven't seen it enough in, in spring training to for all of us to really kind of grasp how good Brandon Woodruff actually is. So, so Brandon Woodruff's the first one to get sent down then. <laughs> yeah, probably just, just my luck. <laughs> Brandon Woodruff is so great. First one down in triple a. Okay, that's, fine. That's I'll just, much, I'll just like... be over here. <laughs> no, it, it'd be worse to be if, if it was Corbin Burns, that got sent down. Cause then it's like, Oh, well, Yo. yes. Cy Young just sent down to triple a. Wow. I think if I think if it's, if it's to the point where he's getting sent down, he's probably already well, you know not going to win this site on. Yeah, thanks, Matthew. Yeah, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> no, I I think I, I think it's probably going to end up being Peralta as as the admin out when it's time to make a change, just because he is so young, and just because they're they're probably going to want to limit his innings anyway. Yeah. So it, it might be an opportunity to do that. So, I don't know, but either way, I I I think they got the right group. I think they're shredding the. I, I even. The only part of the order I'm not sure about is Freddie Peralta is, is a number two, but then again, yeah. they don't use their starting pitching the same way as everybody else, so it's not like a traditional number two, really, if you really think about it. Yeah, you know, it, where, it's where just would... kind of like a, a title that oh. that fans like place meaning to, but Council yeah. probably doesn't. No, he was probably I, just going I, more I, on matchups. I think I I think that's that's it 100. percent Is he's he's looking for matchups there? So, um. So I, I think they picked the right five guys. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what's what's going to happen with Burns. I think a full season of him and Woodruff in the rotation is, is you know, that, that's you know that that could that could be a duo that's in the rotation for the next five years. Exactly, and so I completely agree with you, and that is why in the RTB writers versus readers fantasy draft back on Sunday, I selected Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff back to back for my for my pitching group. So they're on my team and I think I'm going to dominate. I think I'm going to dominate the league this year. It, well, yeah. How do you guys, they, they, how do you guys feel about your fantasy team? How, who you guys got in the draft? Oh, it's, the season's over. Oh, really? Um, I think I got a chance. A chance yeah. at second place. Yeah. Oh. Second place. Yeah. I, who, who are you? Who, who are you playing in week one? Uh, some guy named Matthew. I, are you playing I, me? Yeah. Oh, we're going head to head. That's kind of what I thought, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, it freaked me out because there's already a score, and I forgot that Oakland and Seattle played in Tokyo. Yeah, you're you're kind of. Yeah. I, I noticed you're, you're cheating to get ahead. 
you know, it, oh, it, it, it's okay. fine. It'll, it'll, it'll just make the victory that much sweeter when I come from behind. Yeah, I'm coming also, from behind right now, too, against, uh, I believe that's one of our other writers, Alex. His team name is Meep Meep. He's got the... Yeah, that's, that's Alex. Oh, is that who that was? Yeah, he's got the anchovies from SpongeBob as his picture, which I think is hilarious. Oh, wow. but Oh, my next matchup, I'm facing you, Matthew. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I wow. I I start I start the season off right. Yeah. Yeah. It pained me so much to draft Yadier Molina to be my catcher, but uh, had to do it. There's like See, no one when, else when left. When it, when it comes when it comes to fantasy baseball, I just you know I, I have no allegiances. I'll draft anybody. Yeah, I can tell because you drafted Manny Machado. You dick. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We were all agreeing. He's like, no, we're going to let Manny Machado just go completely undrafted. And there you I didn't. Are. I don't. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't agree to that. No, we didn't all agree to that. We were all just joking about it. But still. Oh. Yeah. No, but. This Meep, Meep team is legit. Except his, his catcher's already hurt. Rather than that, I think he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I got. I got Travis Shaw. My lineup. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. My outfield group could use a little more help, but. Oh well. Uh, I I feel really confident about my entire roster. So. Yeah, dude, my pitching. I'm I'm pretty confident with my pitching. I got Chris okay. Sale, Carlos Carrasco, Mike Clevenger, Herman Marquez, NL Cy Young winner 2019 Corbin Burns. I think you drafted too many starters. Oh, I, I got relievers here too. I got Blake Trinan, Kirby Yates. I got uh, Arodis Vizcaino. And technically, Woodruff and Burns are listed as relievers, which is interesting. But... Uh, looking at my pitchers, one that really stands out, I have Josh Hader, ladies and gentlemen. So, nice. oh, I guess somebody had to draft him. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised he's still up on one of my picks. I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and pull the trigger on this. Yeah. So, fair enough. Speaking of Josh Hader. So he's okay. basically the lone three head, the lone head of the three headed monster remaining healthy in that bullpen right now. Jeremy yeah, Jeffress true. is going to be out for two ish weeks. Knable is out for who knows how long. This bullpen, which got the the picture for the bullpen got a lot clearer earlier on Tuesday here because Jake Patrika. Patrichka, however it's pronounced, he Patricia. got option to AAA, which, which means shocked me. Yeah, Matthew is absolutely flabbergasted by this. <laughs> I don't, okay, and um, I was, and, I was, I, I, I thought he was a lot for the roster. I really did. I was really stunned that that he didn't. That he didn't I, I mean, he'll still be up at oh, various sure. points throughout. He's going to get plenty of innings, but the carousel between AAA and Milwaukee is just going. And right now, Patrika is going to be down in AAA. So this means that, for now, Jacob Barnes and Taylor Williams are going to make the Brewers' opening day bullpen, barring any last-minute unforeseen acquisitions, which David Stearns did say was a possibility. But what are you guys? What are you guys' feelings right now on this bullpen group heading into the season? I think it's thin. It's thin. You you've taken out two of the top three guys off the roster. You don't think it's thin? Yeah, 
I mean, like they they've prided themselves on on depth. And mm. I mean, they they signed Alex Wilson to kind of fill some of that depth, and you know, they have some of the other guys. But yeah, I mean, normally there were like two or three guys that would be fighting for you know, like one of those final. Like I I feel like there would normally be more guys fighting for those final spots in that bullpen, but mm. with Bobby Wall's injury and basically Jefferson Knable not making it there, having those other guys who were number like six and seven, eight on that depth chart now being moved up to, you know, number four, number five being absolute locks rather than battling for a spot. It, it has kind of eaten at that a little bit. I mean, once Jeffers comes back, it, it'll be a bit better, but yeah, normally there, there's a lot more than just Patrika and someone like um, Aaron Wilkerson or Adrian Hauser. I mean, those are really kind of the only three triple a bullpen options that the Brewers have right now. Mm-hmm. They're around the 40-man roster, at least. Yeah, Keaton, what do you think? Uh, I agree with part of Matthew's point. It's looking – it could look better, but it could look a lot worse. Um, I just really, I'm just kind of nervous of how – I don't really want them to overuse Hater, kind of like the way it sounded with Jeffress towards the end of the season. Um, I don't know. I think they could turn it around. I think they'll figure something out, but I don't know. We're just going to have to see how it goes, but it's a little, it's something to cause worry, I think. Yeah. I mean, that group, like that, the bullpen was really the core of the, of the Brewers success last year and the pitching staff really relied on it. And now I think the pitching staff is going to have to rely a bit more on the starting rotation to get their job done as, as opposed to relying on that bullpen to close out the games. Hmm. I honestly, I think they're going to, I, I think this year it's going to be a case of them relying more on just having to out, you know, outslug people you know, in, order, in order to win games as opposed to you know, being able to shut the door at the end. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, the pitching set, everyone's always, basically every national media outlet is really, down on the Brewers pitching staff just because they don't know who Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta and Corbin Burns are. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's like, well, that's not an established ace. That, that's not Dallas Keuchel. That's not a veteran that you've brought into that rotation. Since they're young, we assume that they're going to fail and this rotation is terrible. And that's basically how the national media has put it. I saw power rankings the other day and the Brewers are down to like ninth. And the Cubs and Cardinals are like way ahead of like the Cubs are like fifth, and the Cardinals are like seventh or, or something. Like, how are how are the Cubs and Cardinals that far ahead of the Brewers in your power rankings after the Brewers just made it to the NLCS and then got better over the off season, and the Cubs did nothing. I mean, the Cardinals obviously they got Goldschmidt and they got Andrew Miller, so they got better. Uh, but but they, I don't I don't get how they can put them ahead of the Brewers. I've got to correct you there. The Cubs absolutely got something this offseason. What? They got older. Ah. Oh! 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 But I, I, I thought that was funny. A few times. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. I agree with you, David. I, I, I don't get and they're looking they're looking to make a name for themselves when they kind of bottomed out 
end of the year. The Cubs, who did they get besides, you know, up an increase in their age? Like, they didn't get Yunichi Tozawa. And everybody believes that they'll win the division. We're a world. I've heard people say winning the World Series, and I just don't see that happening. You know, really, the, the, I mean, I guess, you know, granted, Paul Goldschmidt's a huge improvement, but, you know, they, they didn't really seem to upgrade. You know, they, they, and they added Andrew Miller. So they got a little bit of a bullpen upgrade, but they, they, they had issues in the starting rotation last year. I still, yeah, you know, the, the offense is better. I, I still, I don't love their outfield. Um, but yeah, no, they're, they're, it's, it's going to, it's a long season. There's going to be some comp- competition there, but you know, ultimately, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be the Brewers, you know, at, at, at the end of the playoffs. So this is what it is. David? Yep. Yeah, sorry. Oh. I, had, I had a little right. uh, technical difficulty there, I guess. Um, yeah, no, no. I, I, I can drive the ship. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, with the, with this division, I mean, the Cardinals, yeah, like they've improved, and the Cubs are – I think if the Cubs get healthy, like they're, like they're still going to be a good team if, if healthy. I mean, Chris Bryant – He's not as bad as he was last year, and you Darvish had a really terrible year. Uh, and, and if those guys are healthy, then they perform a lot better. But we'll see. I mean, it's going to be a very interesting division. Um, I think the Reds picked the wrong year to start going for it because um, this is this is going to be a tough slog for the Reds to get through, even though they do have an improved roster. But I just think they moved from fifth in the, in the division up to fourth. I I, I just oh. don't see them making that many gains on on the Brewer, on the Brewers or, or the Cubs or the Cardinals. Mm, agreed. I mean, agreed. I I love Joey Votto, but he can't do it all. And Yasiel Puig, I don't love Yasiel Puig, obviously, because I, I, I love Yasiel Puig. He's just pure joy. All right, Matthew, you can go take a timeout in the timeout corner. <laughs> you, just, you just go to the corner and just hang your head in shame. Why? He, you drafted Manny Machado and you love Yasiel Puig. I drafted Yasiel Puig, too. Oh, boy. Here we go. But, yeah, it's – I don't know. Also, I don't even know what to do with you right now, Matthew. I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> um, so also, sad news for the Reds. Scooter Jeanette going down. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I think groin a, injury. Yeah, oh, groin oh. injury. Yeah. So he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. I was actually pretty excited to see what old Scoots could do. But... Old Scoots. <laughs> old Scoots. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But, um, yeah, I don't really don't see the Reds. This year, making some noise. It's basically going to be between them and the Pirates to see who gets last place. But, um, yeah, I'm not too worried about the Reds right now. Yeah. I've had, I've had a lot of Reds fans telling me on Twitter, it's like, oh, yeah, that we're going to make some noise. Or it's like, you know, like we might win. It's like, no, you're that, – that's cute, but just stay back there. It's um, adorable. It's adorable. So <laughs> yeah. That infield's other than Joey Votto and Eugenio Suarez, that middle infield's rough without Scourge, you know. 
Yeah, he's going to be out, I think, so 8 to 12 weeks. Guys. I saw the timetable. Yeah. And that, that it, injury. It would be had... a lot more interesting with Nick Senzel on the roster, but we can do. Yeah, now Nick Senzel's hurt. <laughs> and Jeanette's out 8 to 12 weeks. And it's just, they got, what, Jose Peraza and Jose Iglesias up the middle? Like... Okay. Is it, is it Trevor? That's a, that's a big Jose Iglesias guy. Yeah, he's a big Jose Iglesias guy because because from back when he was in Detroit, he was he's a good defender, a good hitter, not so much. Not so much. I was gonna say the dude can't hit. <laughs> yeah, he he can defend. He's kind of mm-hmm. like Orlando Arcia, but I think Arcia still has more potential with the bat. So, I mean, RC at least, you know, had one season where he hit 270 with 15 homers. Mm-hmm. Fair. Speaking of RC, let's get to the Brewers offense now. We've okay. talked about the yeah. pitching All staff, right. the, the rotation, the bullpen. Let's let's talk about the offense. I mean, RC is probably the weakest link in, in that batting order, one through eight. But mm-hmm. even so, I, with what RC did at the end of last season, starting basically starting with game 163, and all the way through the postseason, I mean, he really kind of turned it on in September and October. And we got a glimpse of what, you know, a whole season, like, of what good Orlando Arcia can be. And if he can, if he can continue that and, you know, do a pretty decent job at the plate, then there really aren't any weak links in that Brewers lineup outside of, whoever's pitching. And if Brandon Woodruff's pitching, there are zero weak links in the <laughs> starting lineup. Not one. <laughs> Not one, because Brandon Woodruff can rake. And there's uh, video proof of that. Off. Yeah. Honestly, you know, my concern with Arcia is, is, is the start. If he gets off to another slow start, you know, I, I don't I don't know if, if this is going to be the best. You know, if he's going to end up being the long-term fit, it works out for the Brewers. Uh, possibly, but I mean, I mean, it depends on how it affects him, I guess, like like his mentality, because last year, like it just kind of snowballed into a much larger thing. It just, it never got better until he got sent down. But, but this year, now that Mauricio Dubon is healthy and he's ready, if Arcia has to get sent down because his bat isn't performing and Dubon comes up, and he starts raking like we know he can, then, yeah, I mean, is the job really going to be Arcia's going forward? Because Dubon is a strong defender as well, plus he can hit. And, I mean, I know the Brewers have said, like, this defense basically revolves around Orlando Arcia. You know, if he's hitting 190 again, how much more are are they willing to just put up with that just for the strong defense that he brings and the good range that he has when they also have someone like Mauricio Dubon, who also has pretty good range. It's, you know, that's a question I think we all want answered, you know? Yeah. Why, do, why doesn't anyone have the answer? I, I'm sorry, I wish I did. <laughs> uh, you know, I, why I, I why do we we'll, not work for the Brewers? Why do we not have these answers? I, I think we'll I think we'll know a lot more by the end of April whether you know this is going to be the year kind of clicks for RCA or if it's going to be, you know, another year to forget with him. Yeah. Keaton, you know, do, you, I, do you, 
Keen, do you think this will be a bounce back year for Arcia? Um, I most certainly think so. I think with him at the in the postseason and everything, um, it's just like something lit a fire in him that you know it's make or break. If he wants to make this team, he's going to have to do something, and I think he did it in the most crucial parts in October. Um, but like what Matthew said, if he gets off to a slow start, I don't think Council and the higher ups and the offices and from the Brewers are not going to waste any time and they're just going to get Dubon up and see what Dubon can do. But I don't know. We're going to have to see what El Nino can do and hopefully he can stick around. Yeah. Is that really his nickname? Yeah. El Nino. That's the worst nickname I've ever heard. That's Spanish for the Nino. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Spanish for the kid, the same nickname yep. as Robin Yount. I thought Bruce it was legend. the child. I don't know. I thought it was the child. It, it's the kid. I thought it was child. It's, okay, well, it means the kid because the nickname of the child is really kind of dumb. That's why I thought it was the dumbest <laughs> nickname I've ever heard. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. What, what's a you Spanish to English dictionary? Oh, guys, he's, he's got to look this up on a Google Translate. Well, no, I, I, want, I want it to be like defined. Oh, boy. El Nino Spanish translation. Welcome to Dora the Explorer, reviewing their brew edition. Nino is the Spanish word for boy or child. So he's the boy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Again, terrible <laughs> nickname. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Whatever. So with Arcia hopefully having a bounce back year, Looking at the rest of the offense, I mean, there's there is so much power in this group. It's unbelievable. Christian Yelich, Jesus Aguilar, Travis Shaw, Ryan Braun, Mike Moustakis, Yasmani Grandal. I mean, we talked about this on a previous podcast, how each, each of those six guys has the potential to hit 30 home runs this season. Mm-hmm. And imagine if they all do it, if the Brewers have six guys with 30 plus home runs in a season i'm pretty sure that that's a record that that would be a record um i mean last year like the yankees had like the most home runs in a season record they only had like two guys with 30 or more homers let's see according uh, according to baseball almanac let's see what we got here Mm. I mean, with all you, the, I've got the few, few. Can you guess the fewest home runs in a season by a team? Three. How'd you know that? I may have looked this up some other time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have the, the 2018 Yankees have the all-time record. Yeah, 260 something. Yeah. Did you look this up? Possibly when I was writing that oh. bold predictions article about when there could be six guys with 30 plus homers, I tried to look up if that would, if that would be a record. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't find anything definitive, but there've been a ton of teams with seven, seven guys with 20 home runs. Yeah. But we're talking 30. So, yeah, I mean, there've been teams that have had four guys who've done it, but never six and never even five. Yeah. So that, so even if the Brewers just get five it. of those six, 
hitting 30-plus homers. That'd be a record. And I could totally see that happening. I mean, look at Yasmani Grandal. Let's look at the catchers for a minute. And we had an article go up um, earlier about the catcher outlook position done by one of our contributors, uh, MJ. Fantastic article. And just looking at Grandal and Pena and, and what they bring to the table. And it's just a strong combination of both offensive production and defensive prowess. I mean, with the pitch framing ability with Grandal, and he's pretty decent throwing the ball as well. Pena, gold glove finalist last year. I mean, ridiculous pop time, catching base dealers. It's it's really a solid group with those two. And with Grandal moving from a pitcher-friendly park in Dodger Stadium to a hitter-friendly park, and especially a left-handed power-friendly park in Milwaukee, I think he can go from you know, 24, 25 home runs a year to nor- north of 30 home runs in a season. Do you, do you guys see that happening? Yeah, why not? Hell yeah, it's why not? a possibility. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. He had a home run yesterday in that game against Toronto. Dead center. And Grandal, he's put up an OPS over 1,000 this spring. And I feel like no one's really like – I feel like he hasn't been getting all the headlines or, or no one's been looking at it. It's like, wow, he's having a great spring. But he's actually been putting up really great numbers. Very quietly, though. Mm. I think it might have something to do with the uh, 10 – I think he has 10 walks this spring. So his on-base percentage is just way up. But, but yeah, if he can draw a whole lot of walks and hit the occasional home run, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, it'd be quality. Excited to see it. You know, two days away, man. Two days. I can't wait. You know who's really been putting on a show in the spring is Travis Shaw. Yes. Yes. The mayor of Ding Dong City. And I'm just really excited to see what Shaw can do. I mean, he's moved back to third base, I think. Um, He didn't do – honestly, he didn't do terrible at second base like the media said he did. No. Um but I think he's going to be more comfortable playing third. I think he'll he'll loosen him up a bit. He'll be ready to get back at it. And I could I maybe I'm going to go bold prediction. I see Travis Shaw hitting 40 home runs. Ooh, that it's is bold. a bold prediction. Last year he was at 30 or no. Last year he was at 32 home runs. The year before he was at 31. So. Uh, my my not so bold prediction is thirty three home runs for Travis Shaw. Just continue that incremental increase. <laughs> I can see it. No, but no. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say I think Shaw is going to have a much better season this year. His two forty one batting average last year. That's not who he is. I mean, that, that's not the kind of hitter he is. He had a two forty two BABIP last year. Like that is ridiculously low. I think sure. I think his career bat it's like two eighty something. If he gets anywhere back to normal, his batting average is gonna go way back to the two seventy three, whatever it was back in back in twenty seventeen. He'll be back in that two seventy, two eighty range for that batting average if his luck turns around a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Could happen. It could happen. 
You sound it like uh, you sound like the kid in uh, Angel, Angels in the Outfield. Just, hey, it could happen. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking I've never seen the have, movie. You've never seen what? Angels in the Outfield? No. You uncultured oh. swine. <laughs> never seen it. Uh, is, is, I, it I'm sorry. You know, the, the idea of Tony Danz as a pitcher didn't appeal to me. <laughs> have you seen Angels <laughs> in the Infield? Is that the sequel? What do you think? <laughs> you could just tell me. <laughs> I'm pretty is sure. Is that the is. sequel? I'm pretty sure it is. Or, may, or maybe Angels in the Outfield's the sequel to Angels in the Infield. I'm I'm really not sure on the timeline of them, but it's <laughs> it's been a while since I've watched them, but I have watched them. Let's see, Angels in the Infield. I'm sure it was made in 2000. Okay. I'll take your word. So, <laughs> it, I don't know. They were good movies, though. Matthew wouldn't know. I guess yeah. not. He wouldn't know. Oh, yeah. 5.2 rating in IMDb. Sounds like a classic. Oh, yeah. Hey, it could happen. And we'll just stand it up and just start flapping happen. our arms. It could happen. It could happen. Oh wow, David Allen Greer. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm checking out the cast. Patrick Warburton. He, there's like two legitimately funny people in, in this movie. Wow, you gotta watch it now. No, it- it's a hard pass. It's a, it's, it's going to be a no for me, dog. Uh, <laughs> is it on Hulu or Netflix? I, I'm really not sure, but maybe it is somewhere. I might have to watch it again. No. Angels in the Outfield was actually a remake. And yeah, that, that gave us, I think, Tony Danz is, is the starting. Yeah, Tony Danz is the pitcher. Danny Goffer, I think, was the manager. Yeah. Hey, rookie. Joseph the... Gordon Lovett was in this? Yeah, he was the main character. Oh, was yeah. he really? <laughs> yeah. Adrian Brody was in it? Matthew McConaughey had a role. What the hell? This is like the most insane cast I've ever seen. <laughs> You've got to watch it now. No. No? You've got to. No. <laughs> so so what, would yeah. you say that Angels in the Outfield is better or worse than Rookie of the Year? I mean, Gary Busey as, as a pitcher and a main love interest is something that you don't see very often. I'm just going to say this. The, the, the team in Rookie of the Year was the Cubs. That that is true, that is true. But so I don't know that w- I did enjoy that movie, even though it was the Cubs winning and being successful. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I was I wasn't a fan of the that that the final shot with the the World Series ring. Yeah, that was a little ridiculous. Plus, also, okay, let's can we talk about how unrealistic that was? This kid, <laughs> a kid having like. His arm Being able to throw 100 and, miles and an hour. like an ace pitcher. He show, okay, the Cubs were in dead last. He shows up in August, and he's a relief pitcher who throws, like, one inning a game. Or, like, or all, I think all of a sudden he becomes a starting pitcher. Still, you can only throw every five days as, as a starting pitcher, and he shows up with, like, two months to go. Or probably by the time he's ready, like a month and a half to go, and he somehow takes them from the basement of the standings to winning the division. 
Like, come on. There has got to be some sort of continuity thing going on here. But no, nothing. Kid shows up in August, and all of a sudden he's pitching every single game. Even if they won every single game from that point on, they wouldn't they shouldn't be able to win the division. It's ridiculous. I don't know what to tell you. That's Hollywood. That is Hollywood. Movie magic for you. That that's just thank you for coming to my TED talk. That that is why I just <laughs> find that movie just it's just that little bit that irks me, you know? It's like how do they have enough time to do all that? But anyways, whatever. Uh, moving on, back to back mm-hmm. to Brewers discussion a little bit here. Um, are we, we going to talk Mister Three Thousand, or he's going to skip past it? <sighs> you know, I've never seen Mister Three Thousand, so I really can't speak to it either. Okay, so then let's just let's just not. Is we, that we, bad? Yeah, we don't need to go into Matthew's lack of culture that much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's fine. Please tell me you've seen Sandlot, though. Of course, yeah. Okay. I've even, I've even seen Sandlot, too. Oh. Wendy Peppercorn. Yes. She's a dime, I hear. She is. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Um. All right, so what were we talking about before this, before we got into this movie talk? I think we were talking about the roster. Yeah. Yeah, so we were... Someone said it could happen. Oh, we were talking about the home runs for someone reaching 30 Travis home Shaw. runs. Yeah, Travis Shaw. We we're talking Travis Shaw. And that just yeah, that just snowballed out of out of effect there. Um so Travis Shaw. Um he he's probably gonna have another season 30 plus home runs. And extension season is going on across MLB right now. Everyone's being signed to an extension. Jacob deGrom, uh, Blake Snell. Kyle Hendricks of the Cubs just got an extension. Mike Trout, Nolan Arenado, everyone's Ooh. signing an extension. When are the Brewers going to sign someone to an extension? Travis Shaw is probably the most likely candidate. He's due for free agency at the end of 2021. So he's got three more years now with the beginning of 2019. Um, are the Brewers going to sign him to an extension? Hopefully. I mean, I know, I know we don't actually have the answers here, but, I mean, I'd like to see Travis Shaw get an extension. I, I really like Travis Shaw. I'd, I'd like to see him stick around Milwaukee, too. Um, I, I, I don't really I, – honestly, I, I can't understand why it hasn't happened already, to be quite honest. Um, yeah. You, you'd, you'd, you'd think, you know, that that would be somebody – not only would they want to keep in the fold, but also somebody who would be open to signing an extension. But – you know, what do you, you know. I, I guess if if they're gonna go year to year with him, you know, I I hope he's I hope he sticks around at the end. You know. Yeah. I mean, this first year, I mean, Travis Shaw is getting, I think, just shy of five million dollars in arbitration, and he gets another thirty home run season. He'll probably move, bump it up to around ten million a season, and I yeah. think, I think maybe next year, like af- like after this season. Might be when the Brewers are planning on doing it because that's when he's going to start getting expensive. Because if they sign it to sign him to it now, they might have to replace that five, that just shy of five million dollars salary that he has, and you know give him some upfront money now because arbitration money's not guaranteed. But mm-hmm. so I think they might wait to do it after, and then that way they only have two arbitration years to buy out, and then you can give him you know three years after that. 
air or something, you know, sign him to that five-year deal. And then, you know, it, cause if they did it now, they wouldn't be saving as much money. If they waited until after the season, then I think it would end up being more of a savings to just sign that extension as opposed to going through arbitration. David, I, I, I want to disagree with you, but I can't. <laughs> you, you make too much sense, damn it. I know. <laughs> it makes it tougher to bait, doesn't it? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Keaton, what do you think? I'm like Matthew. I can't find a flaw. I It just makes total sense. I think they should re-sign him because he, he was a help last year and the team's success um he from what i hear he's a great clubhouse guy yeah um he, he brings a veteran presence but um i don't know what stearns is waiting on but we said earlier with stearns it could happen so, it could happen at any moment any moment but i think they should resign him if not um hopefully they found something better but we shall see yeah, I mean, Moustakis is likely going to not return after this season. He's He's got the one-year deal, the mutual option, that's probably not going to get exercised. And then Keston Hero will come up for second base. But then the biggest, the big thing with Shaw is is Lucas Ursig coming up behind him. And, you know, I like Lucas Ursig as a prospect, but Ursig is also a guy I could totally see the Brewers flipping in, in July – to get a piece to improve the the big league club because especially if Travis Shaw signs an extension, there's really not a spot uh, on this roster coming up anytime soon for Ersig. No, there isn't. Yeah. He's pretty much blocked. Isn't he's roster blocked. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I thought he would be a trade trip last year. I was kind of surprised that he's still on, on, on the roster in, in 2019. Um, I, I think, you know, to me, it made more sense to flip him than it did Brett Phillips. But, you know, what are you going to do? But we also kind um, of had our personal personal preference of keeping Brett Phillips because we just love that guy. His well, personality was just, it, it was too much fun. I, I wanted to keep that laugh here. <laughs> I was going to say that laugh alone. <laughs> yeah. That laugh alone should have kept him in the big leagues instead of them moving him down all the time. But, oh well. Kansas well, City's going to enjoy him now. And we get to enjoy Lorenzo Cain and Mike Moustakis. So we're both feeling pretty jealous of each other. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so enthusiastic. <laughs> Matt, Matthew's not I, feeling the enjoyment here. Or like like Brett, Brett Phillips isn't even on the Royals roster. Yeah, no, that, that's going to be tough for him. I I just wish he could hit. You know, he's he's got the ability to to hit and have power, but he just hasn't really shown it much. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yeah, it's like a key aspect of being a baseball player. You know, being in you know, yeah. It, it it certainly does help, unless um, <laughs> unless you're a pitcher. But well, I, I don't think Brett Phillips is converting to a to a pitcher anytime soon. No, probably not. No. All right, so let's get to our um, mailbag segment now. 
Woo! Yeah. Let's do it. So, got a couple of questions here. We got one from, uh, oh, from Paul, former contributor, now expert at Dairyland Express, Paul Brettel. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. 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 All right, he's he sends in a. Uh, Aguilar had a big jump in production in 2018. Who will be the player to do that this year? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, That's Corbin game. Burns. There we go. <laughs> I kind of think you were going to say that. Yeah. Um, I, I could see Arcia, though, having a big jump in production. Just because, I mean, it's a low bar from last year. And I, I, I just think it's going to have a bounce back year. I can see Lorenzo Cain having a, a boost in production. Hmm. In terms of like what, like home runs or yeah, like power, like power, power production and, and on the base pass as well. Like more more production from thirty stolen bases last year. Yeah, why not? Because he's thirty three. No, <laughs> I don't know. It could happen. Hey, it could happen. Um, <sighs> yeah. Um, Zach, uh, my guy would have to be. Um, Oh, sorry. No, go. I'm gonna have to go with Moose. You're gonna have to go Moose. That's, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, a, no, a full like year a in Miller Park. Yeah, that's a good point. No, I I, I take mine back. I I, <laughs> I I think Moose is probably is, is is the obvious choice. I, I I'm annoyed I didn't see it. Yeah. All right. Um, Zach wants to know when do you see Hira being brought up this season? Um, probably September. Maybe late August, just so that they could possibly have him for the postseason roster as a pinch hitter if they wanted him to. But yeah, unless there's an injury, it'll probably be yeah. August. Unless Mustakis suffers, you know, some sort of long-term injury. Yeah, or, and or even draw. then, yeah. But even then, you might you might see Dubon first. All right. So, yeah, it's probably it's probably going to be August September for Hira. Um, last question here from Chris. Should I be worried about the starters specifically and the pitching staff in general? No um, and yes, <laughs> in that order. So no, we're not worried about the starters at all, but the I, pitching I staff think in they general. Have a solid rotation. I I, I think yeah. it's a solid rotation. Um, you know, I, I I'd I'd still be a lot more comfortable if they found that ace that they've been looking for for the past two years, but. They have. You know, His name you, is Corbin Burns. Get off. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's a solid rotation, one through five. I, you know, they, they did it last year. With, you know, with, with the a rotation that we shot, that we thought was a lot shakier. Yeah. So I actually feel a bit better about the guys this year. So, uh, however, I, I am concerned about the bullpen and the injury issues. I, I, I think the Brewers are at their strongest when they've got Hader, Knebel, and Jeffress you know, all back there and with only one of them available. And I, I think that puts a strain on the rest, on the, on the rest of the guys. So I'm kind of concerned there, but I, I like the rotation. I'm shaking in the bullpen due to the injury issues. That's where I'm at. Keaton. Um, I agree with you guys. I think the rotation, I can't really find any, or poke any holes in it. I don't, the weakest link I think would probably be Davies, but other than that, I think all rotation, the bullpen, uh, get past the injuries when Knable and Jeffress get back. I think we'll be back to our winning ways and our bullpen will be the monster it was last season. Yeah. And Dave, I like that the Brewers put Davies in the number five spot just so that they could start him on the road against Cincinnati because Zach Davies is terrible at Miller Park. 
but he's really good on the road. Agreed. Yeah, and Davies is a number five starter at best. I mean, he's not maybe a number four at best, but he's mostly a number five starter. He's not like a number two, like some people thought after his seventeen win season back in twenty seventeen. He's he's not that good. And pitcher wins are are just a BS stat, and I could go on forever about that, but we're we're running out of time. So, <laughs> all right, yeah, it's I I'm. I love this rotation. Um, I, I think it's going to be a good group. When, then when Jimmy Nelson returns, it's going to be a whole lot better. Um, yeah, potentially two aces there with, with Nelson and, and Corbin Burns, in my opinion. But, yeah, and then Julius Chassin, if, if he can keep up his winning ways, that would certainly help a lot too. But we'll see how it goes. Julius Chassin will get the ball. On Thursday, which is opening day, Thursday this week, opening day, finally, finally within our reach. So with that, um, we're going to end it for this week and be ready for opening day. Be ready to tailgate, bring out the brats and the beer and everything else. I'll, I'll be there if anyone wants to come say hi, but it'll, uh, David Dillon wants to hang out with you. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Matthew. Anytime. Thanks for just killing my. Thanks for just stabbing me in the heart. You know, this whole podcast has just been an attempt to get people to hang out with you. <laughs> you guys are the only people I talk to. That's why I do this podcast. <laughs> just so I can have some human interaction. Wow. Uh, no, it's not wow, that bad. It is not that bad. Honestly. <laughs> uh, all right. I think it's time to go. Uh, so we'll, we'll see well, you next I'm week. I'm excited to say that our uh, World Ser- 2019 World Series championship run starts Thursday. It Got starts it. Thursday. The, the defense of the NL Central title starts Thursday. The World Series run starts Thursday. And with that, We'll see you next week on the Reviewing the Brew podcast when we have some actual games to discuss and analyze real games that count. We're excited. Can't wait. We'll see you then for another edition of the Reviewing the Brew podcast.